Last year, they made the playoffs for only the second time since 2002. Now, after yesterday, they're 2-7. and seven. What happened to the Las Vegas Raiders, and where do we go from here? That's the focus of today's TDN Daily. And welcome to the Monday edition of the TDN Daily Podcast. Chris Schubert back with you once again. Hope everybody had a fantastic weekend. Enjoyed all of the football action, some fun games on Saturday, and of course, the craziness of a Sunday slate in the National Football League. And that is going to be the focus of our show here today. You heard it in the intro. The Las Vegas Raiders. They were the end. And just one more thing on Friday when I talked about how if they lost that game, we would have to have a conversation. And, well, we are going to have that conversation here again. It felt like just a couple of weeks ago we had the conversation when the Raiders found themselves inside the top 10 in the latest TDN mock draft. Felt like we needed to have a conversation. Well, we're going to update it here today on the show. But before we do that, i got to tell you about our friends over at Bet Online. Basketball is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all of your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup Info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. They're always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events, whether that's the NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Just head on over to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Just make sure to use our promo code BLEAV, that's B L E A V, to receive your rewards. Bet Online, where the game starts. And listen, I don't think anybody listening to this podcast is going to be shocked by this being my take because we I said it on Friday, we've said it in the past that the, things aren't going well for the Las Vegas Raiders, but if there was a week in which you had to find a victory, in which you had to find an ability to right the ship and get things trending in the right direction if you're the Raiders, it was this past Sunday. You're home, you're playing an Indianapolis Colts team that is in turmoil. They're in turmoil. They fire their head coach. They bring in Jeff Saturday as their new interim head coach. All of the chaos that just that move specifically brought in. And that's not even going to go into what I think the biggest part of why the Raiders needed to win that game yesterday was. But you bring in Jeff Saturday, and there is chaos and turmoil around that. There's the press conference. There's the hiring him out of nowhere. There are the quotes from both Jeff Saturday and Jim Ursay in that press conference that left you... stumbled, confused, not understanding the thought process, the methodology that led to Jeff Saturday being brought in as the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. And then everybody's question, my question, talking to Kyle Krabs of the Draft Network, his question, people on Twitter. I mean, this was the question that everybody had. Who's calling plays? Who is going to be the person running the offense for the Indianapolis Colts? Jeff Saturday's never done it. The only coaching experience he had was as a high school football coach. And so they promoted somebody in staff to be the person that called plays, but they had never done it. So you went into yesterday's game, a first-time head coach, a first-time play caller, and oh, by the way, the shock potentially of the century, out of nowhere, after telling everybody, Sam Ellinger is our starting quarterback. Sam Ellinger is our guy. Now, he did leave the door open and said, this is still a competition, but he said it. Jeff Saturday said, Sam Ellinger is our quarterback. Matt Ryan is the person that makes the start on Sunday for the Indianapolis Colts. And it was not going well when Matt Ryan was in there as the quarterback, so much so that they benched him for Sam Ellinger. And so now you go into a game in which you have a first-year head coach, a first-time play caller, Matt Ryan back in the starting lineup, and they're on the road in, in Vegas. And yes, I know Hunter Renfro wasn't there. And yes, I know Darren Waller wasn't there. But I'm sorry. I expect more from a Derek Carr-led football team. 
I expect more from Derek Carr. Now, it's not entirely his fault. I think he's 10th in QBR, according to ESPN. So he's playing very similarly to the level that we have seen Derek Carr play in the past. So you can't put it all on him. They have not figured out a way to get Devontae Adams in their offense consistently. right? He has shown those flashes of why they traded for him, but it is the consistency that is the problem. They have not had all of their horses together at once. I think the statistic was, and I said it on Friday's show, that the amount of times that Derek Carr, Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, and Darren Waller have all played together is 43 plays this season. 43 snaps. That's not going to get it done. The big investment in this this Raiders team is that they're going to be able to get it done on the offensive side of the ball with all of that talent. Well, if all of that talent's not there, you can see where the shield starts to break a little bit, and the Raiders are not the team that we all expected they were. But I'm sorry, this team went to the playoffs last year, and yeah, they had to do it with a win in the last game of the NFL regular season on Sunday Night Football against the Chargers that went to overtime, but they were a playoff team. They were led by the same quarterback, and you would argue they got better on offense, but their offensive line hasn't been very good. Their defensive line is, and their defense in general has been a problem. And if you are not going to get otherworldly top three, top four quarterback play from Derek Carr, the rest of this roster is not really in a position to be able to lift this entire team. And you're seeing it week in and week out. They just don't have enough. They've three times this season, the offense has put themselves in a position where they have a 17-point lead. And three times this season, they've given away that 17-point lead. Whether it's a change in the methodology and the play calling on offense, if it's the defense not being able to hold for four quarters, this Raiders team has had three times this season a 17-point lead, and they have given it away three times. You just can't do that in the National Football League. Games are going to be decided by one score a good amount of the time. That's the way the NFL runs. Most teams are in the middle. Just look at the parity in the National Football League in the playoff pictures on both sides. Games are going to be decided by one score fewer more often than not. You got you got to be able to win those games. And oh, by the way, Derek Carr and the Raiders did that last year. They were able to win those one-score close games. The coin's not going their way this year, and it can get ugly in a hurry. Now, if we transition to what this means moving forward, and we try to piece this together on people's futures, is Josh McDaniel still going to be here? Is Derek Carr still going to be here? Are we going to get a new GM after we just put this together? Because you have to remember, this is year one of the coach-GM-quarterback trio that have been put together, right? It's the first year that all three are together. And you would think that these three will get more than one year together in this relationship. That there won't be a drastic overreaction to what we have seen. But we did this earlier in the season with a different team. We thought that the writing was on the wall, that things weren't going the way that they were supposed to, that the expectations were higher, and that there was a certain standard that needed to be upheld. And that was with the Denver Broncos. We said, Nathaniel Hackett, you can't coach in-game. Your in-game management is awful. The play calling is brutal. You have Russell Wilson. This offense is atrocious. We got to move on. We got to go in a different direction. Right? That was the conversation we had with Nathaniel Hackett. Now, that's cooled a little bit because we've allowed the sample size to develop a little bit more. Russ missed some time, and things haven't been that bad. They're still not great, but things are trending in a direction where Nathaniel Hackett's probably going to earn himself at least one more year to at least start next season as the coach, or at least that's my feeling on the matter. I don't know if I would go into next year with Nathaniel Hackett as my head coach, but it certainly feels as if the door is being left open for that to be the case. Can we say the same about Josh McDaniels, that we don't feel the same way with now a bigger sample size? We're having it's week 10 going into week 11. This team is 2-7. and seven. 
They're in contention for the number one overall pick right now. That's what things have to break their way, right? They have to lose out. I mean, they'll find a way to win because they're in all these games. They're, I mean, they lost 25 to 20 yesterday. Let's call it what it is. But to lose to that Colts team and to be in this position where you are inside the top five, that is the conversation that we're having about your football team for next season. Something has to change. You cannot go into next season with the same structure. You can't go into it with the same group of people. And I've said this before on the pod. I'll say it again. If you're going to get out of Derek Carr's contract, this is going to be the year because the money kicks in. This is the, They can just wash their hands of it and just move on and go a different direction to quarterback. And that's part of the reason why Josh McDaniels took the job. He felt like it was ready for him to be the head coach, for him to be the offensive mind that took this offense to the next level. It's why they went out and got Devontae Adams and paid him. This was a win-now operation. This was not a trade-off franchise quarterback, pick inside the top five, take a young quarterback, and build back up. That's not what this team is. That's not where their lifespan was. And so if they choose to do that, is Josh McDaniels the right coach? Is, is their GM the right GM to be the one overseeing that operation? And that's where you can start to go into this back and forth of, but they've invested all of this money. Are they really going to move on from Carr? Are they really going to move on from McDaniels? It just doesn't feel as if that's the direction they're going to go. Now, I didn't sit here thinking that by the time Week 11 rolled around, we would be talking about a 2-7 and seven football team. And I think that might be the only thing that changes. Because... Are the Raiders really going to be interested in firing another coach and paying another coach? They're paying, still paying Gruden, right, while they work through that legal stuff. What are they going to do? And I think that's going to be the, one of the biggest questions in the offseason. If you had to power rank the big questions, if they continue to go down this trajectory, and I don't mean lose every game, but if they continue to go down a trajectory of not meeting the expectations, not performing to the standards, I mean, just, folks, if you haven't listened to it, go watch Derek Carr's post-game press conference from yesterday. You can see the emotion. You can see how much he cares about his teammates, about playing football, about playing for the Raiders. You can tell how much it means to him. And I'm here to tell you, I'll go to war with Derek Carr. Derek, Derek Carr can be my quarterback any day of the week, twice on Sundays. That's a guy that you can win a Super Bowl with. You can win a championship with Derek Carr. You can do it. But when you are not helping him in other areas, when guys are hurt, when the defense is what it is, when you've blown three 17-point leads this season, yeah, it's going to take an extra-worldly effort to be able to overcome that. And I don't know if Derek Carr is in that tier of quarterback, if he's in that upper echelon of guys that can do the Patrick Mahomes, the Josh Allen, the Tom Brady, where they can just come back from any sort of deficit. They can overcome all the other deficiencies potentially on their team in a given week. And so, yeah, they might be able to get out of Derek Carr's contract, and yeah, it might be easy. But do we really think the Raiders are in a position to draft a Bryce Young, to draft a C.J. Stroud, to draft a Will Levis, an Anthony Richardson, a Cam Ward, a Hendon Hooker? Just naming some of the top guys that we're talking about. Do they feel like a team that's going to be interested in going that route with then putting the time clock on the quarterback? We got to win in three seasons before you get another deal. Because you have Derek Carr on a a relatively team-friendly deal when it comes to the quarterback market the way that it is right now. And are you willing to start the clock really on your head coach? Because then that's going to be the thing. If you draft a quarterback, are you going to give Josh McDaniels the entire runway to see this through after the first bad year that you had? He gets there, he gets to town, and it's a complete dumpster fire to where you're picking inside the top five. Is that the guy that you're going to hand the keys over to to do a full rebuild at the quarterback position? Yeah, it's Josh McDaniels, but he just went, what, he's 2-7. and seven. Let's say they go 4-13. and 13. Is that the guy that you're going to say, you know what, we saw a lot in Josh McDaniels, we're going to run it back for another season. And that's the problem with this. Is I does, It doesn't feel like there's an easy way out. But the easiest way 
the easiest way to move forward. This isn't the easiest way out of the situation, but the easiest way to move forward in terms of salary, in terms of the cap, in terms of what you're paying Carr and Adams and the rest of the roster, in terms of what you've done at the coach, what you've done at the general manager position, the easiest thing to do, the easiest way to move forward is to just give these guys another year. And that's a tough pill to swallow for Raiders fans. But that's going to be the easiest path forward for you. Because you start to wade into these other waters of getting rid of Derek Carr or getting rid of McDaniels or tearing it down. You're going to find somebody that's going to take on Devontae Adams' contract and leave you with that cap hit, that dead money that you're going to have? Are you going to find somebody that's going to want to take on Derek Carr and then reset at the quarterback position? Are you going to fire Josh McDaniels after year one and find a top-tier candidate to come in there and work with Derek Carr? These are all the what-ifs. These are all the questions that you have to ask yourself when you make any one of those decisions. And is a GM, after he hired Josh McDaniels, going to, after year one, throw McDaniels under the bus and really put the microscope on him as a general manager? See, that's how you can talk yourself into the best path forward for the Las Vegas Raiders is they're just going to have to figure it out and there are going to be growing pains with this, but they need to use their picks to fix their defense, to fix their offensive line, and to be able to move forward. Because look at the picks of the last regime, right? Look at what they've, they've, they, they, they released Jonathan Abram. The other day, Alex Leatherwood, who was supposed to be a, a linchpin of that offensive line, got released before the season started. So they don't have a great track record. Those are just two recent examples. I can go back further. But those are two recent examples of top picks. How's Cleveland Farrell doing? These are the recent examples of the top capital that have been invested in by the Las Vegas Raiders. So, of course, the team is lacking when that when those type of investments haven't led to huge home runs and having a stable offensive line and having good trench play and having the necessary things that you need to do to win in the National Football League. And so I'm sorry, Raiders fans, if you came to this podcast today looking for me to be like, let's get rid of everybody. We're getting rid of Carr. We're getting rid of McDaniels. We're getting rid of the GM. We're starting over. Clean slate. I don't know if that's the right way to do this. You still have a very talented quarterback. You still have a very talented running back who may or may not be back next season. You have one of the best, if not the best, wide receivers in the, in the league in Devontae Adams that you have to figure out how to utilize better. You have Darren Waller. You have Hunter Renfro. Yes, they're on IR. Yes, they're missing four weeks. Injuries happen. You can't put that on anybody's feet. You don't put that on a coach. You don't put it on a GM. You don't put it on a quarterback. And so I get it. I understand the frustration that you want to just clean house and move on. But you kind of just did that. You just reset at the GM position. You just reset at the coach position. And while it doesn't feel like Josh McDaniels is the right guy for the job, and while it feels like the gut reaction is they've got to move on for the betterment of the team, is that a can of worms that you are comfortable opening? The devil you know is better than the devil you don't. And if you open that can of worms, and if you fire Josh McDaniels, what does the other side of that look like? Does the other side of that include Derek Carr? Does the other side of that include winning seasons over the next couple of years? Or does that mean a total and complete teardown of this team and a reset from rock bottom? Is that something everybody's comfortable with? Because if you bring in a new coach, you have a Derek Carr that's one year older if you choose to keep him, and the window to try to win with Derek Carr is shrinking. And do you want to bring in a new coach that's going to run a new offense, that's going to want new personnel, all while you try to fix the rest of the roster that still has a problem? Remember, we talked about that defense, we talked about that offensive line. Those problems don't go away no matter who's in charge. And so that is where it becomes a really tough problem. I gave you my feelings on this. My gut says that they need to stick with McDaniels and they just need to see this out because the other side of this could be really, really ugly. And I get it. And if somebody can give me a convincing argument of why they need to clean house and move on from McDaniels and reset again, I'm interested because I want the best for Derek Carr. I want the best for the Raiders because I think they have a lot of talent around this team. 
And Derek Carr, I think, gets a bad rap for the results there in in Vegas when it's not really his fault. He's done a lot more to put them in a position to succeed without a lot of talent around him than it is his fault that they're losing these games. And so there's nobody that wants to see Derek Carr succeed more than me. But it certainly feels as if this offseason we're going to have a lot of talking points about McDaniels, about Derek Carr, and about the future of the Las Vegas Raiders organization. And this is not going away anytime soon. On one more thing. You want to see the living embodiment of parity in the National Football League? Just take a peek at the AFC playoff picture, where going from seeds 5 all the way down to seeds 10, they're separated by two games. That's how close things have gotten here. Even the Indianapolis Colts see themselves just one game back in the win column from a playoff seed, the seven-seeded New England Patriots. Buckle up, folks. The rest of the season is going to be bumpy. It's going to be a wild ride, and it is going to be a lot of fun. That is going to do it for the Monday edition of the TDN Daily Podcast. We have a mock draft to discuss tomorrow here on the show. Should be a lot of fun as we'll deep dive into Brentley's latest mock draft for TDN. Thanks, as always, to Online for their continued support of the podcast. Hope everyone has a great Monday. I'll talk to everybody tomorrow.